What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Elemental Evan Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. And for those of you who are continued listeners, I appreciate your listenership. I'm happy to have you here continuously listening to the show. And if you are a brand new listener, then welcome to the show. My name is Evan Roberts, and I have this podcast created so that I can just share all things health with you and hopefully provide you with some very digestible knowledge that you can apply to your life right after this episode and start working on your health immediately. Uh, so thank you very much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I produce a show every single Wednesday on Wellness Wednesday and that's just in an effort to kind of help you get through that midweek hump day, you know what I mean, and uh, to keep you motivated to, you know, stay on that health grind. So uh, thank you all very much for tuning in today. I have a really great episode today. Uh, today is actually going to be about the organ uh, that surrounds your entire body and is literally it's your skin. Uh, it's the largest organ on your body. Um, and yeah, so I'm actually going to be doing a masterclass here where I cover, uh, you know, I don't know how many organs I'm going to do, but definitely all of the vital organs as well as some other um, organs that I feel are important, such as the skin. And yeah, so I'm basically going to just explain what the organ is, what the organ does in the body, and then what are the best ways in which we can promote the health of that specific organ. So once again, today's going to be all about the skin, and I hope you guys really enjoy this one. I think it's going to be a great episode. And just before I even jump into the episode, I have to tell you guys about Alitura Naturals. Uh, they are a company that I am uh, working with, and they have literally the cleanest facial products, skin products that you can find on the market, in my opinion. There are a couple other uh, companies out there, and just to show that, you know, um, I just want to help you guys out and it's not just all about you know the brands that I'm affiliated with uh, there's also a brand called living libations that is extremely good I love the uh, purity in all of their products they use a lot of amazing essential oils uh, just a really high quality product so feel free to check them out and there's another brand called primal life organics and they have uh, both dental care as well as uh, skincare products which they are also very uh, very high level. And so definitely feel free to check out any of those. But seriously, if you look at my cabinet, it's mainly Alitura Naturals. They're incredible, incredible products. They use some amazing stuff such as colostrum and a lot of uh, different bee products. So definitely check them out. If you're a first time buyer with them, then through the link in the show notes, you can get 15% off just for being a listener. And yeah, absolutely. Go check them out you will not be sorry. Their products are incredible. And since we're talking about the skin, um, I figured it was only appropriate that we talk about Alitura and the clarity or the, the purity and cleanliness of their products and just how good it is for your skin is incredible. So definitely check them out. You guys will not be sorry and you will fall in love with their products just like I have. Uh, okay, so continuing on, I also wanted to mention uh, that I have a few spots open with my health coaching. And if you are interested in, you know, either getting ready for summer or just altogether changing around the health of your body, or maybe it's a mindset shift that you need, feel free to reach out to me on either Instagram or by email, which are both in the show notes. So you can go ahead and reach out to me and we can get rocking and rolling on that. Okay, also I wanted to check in with everybody and kind of just see how your day has been going. How's your week been going? Have you had a great week or maybe not such a great week? Um, you know, this is a great time to check in and really 
see where you're at, you know, and pay attention to maybe any tensions that you're having in your body or uh, maybe some things that are, you know, starting to show up and, uh, you know, you haven't really dealt with them yet. So this is a great time to really, you know, you can seriously just pause the episode and take a moment to check in with yourself if you'd like. And I have a little bit of a challenge for you guys today. So uh, the challenge for today, and this is something that I've actually been trying to do here uh, more recently, is actually just trying to be present. So, you know, it's kind of crazy. If you really think about it, when you start living too much in the past, it's these events that have already happened yet. And, and, you know, you can have zero change on what happened, right? Like whatever happened in the past has already happened. And there's literally nothing you can do to go back and change that, you know, at least until time travels created. So realistically, why are we dwelling on these you know, past experiences that truly are shaping our future and helping to, you know, help us grow really as human beings. But we spend so much time focusing and dwelling on them. And a lot of times they can really, uh, really lead to a depressive nature if we dwell on certain events too long. So there's no point in focusing on the past. It's already happened. It's already gone. All you can do is learn from it. And then, you know, when we focus on the future too much, that really creates a lot of anxiety, especially for myself personally. If I focus too much on events that haven't even happened yet and might not even happen, you know, it's it's literally I start worrying about these events that are made up in my head. They're not even real. Um, you can't predict how the future is going to be. So uh, don't worry about the future. It's going to come when it comes. And, you know, whatever happens is what's going to happen. But realistically, here in the present moment, this is the time in which we can actually create a change. This is the one time that we actually have where we can make a change and do something with. So what I want you all to do, if you're able to, is throughout the day, if you find yourself either dwelling on the past or thinking about the future, try to bring your mind into the present moment. And a really great way of doing this is actually to, if you're able to, uh, close your eyes and take a few deep breaths through your nose, expanding your belly on the inhale and contracting it on the exhale. And then go ahead and start thinking about bringing awareness to different parts of your body. So I always typically start with my head. And so you kind of just like bring all of your attention and awareness to your head. And then think about the space around your head. And then you can kind of do that with all the different body parts. But really what you're doing is you're just really bringing your attention into the present moment because when you use your feeling sensations, like the touch sensations, you know, you're trying to feel what's around you, um, it's really putting you into the present. Another way to do it is to think of, um, you know, try to smell three different items, uh, touch four different things, see five different things, basically trying to use your senses to really bring you into the present moment. But really just bringing your awareness to the present moment is such a great practice to have. And like I said, it's the only moment that we actually have. So definitely go ahead and maybe try to make it a goal to three times throughout the day or five times throughout the day. Just take a moment and really become present. This can really help with uh, stress, which is a huge issue in today's world and uh, can really just help you out altogether and and just make you have a better day. So uh, go ahead and give that a try. It's like I said, it's something I've been doing here recently and I've really been enjoying it. So I hope it brings some, you know, help to you as well if you feel that you need it. Okay, now let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So like I already said, this is an episode all about the skin, which is a very, very important organ 
So being that I'm going to be doing a organ masterclass, which basically means I'll have multiple episodes coming out on different organs of the body, I wanted to first explain what an organ actually is. So an organ is defined as a collection of tissues that structurally form a functional unit specialized to perform a particular function. Examples of these organs are the heart, kidneys, liver, lungs, and skin. So basically it is a, you know, a group of cells which are, you know, working together to perform a specific function in your body. So yes, we think of, you know, the heart, for example, uh, it is working together to pump blood throughout your body, right? So that the oxygenated blood can get into your cells and, and help out the rest of your body. And, you know, it just basically helps to cycle all that through. So it is a group of cells who are working together to perform a specific function in the body. And then I wanted to give a little quick, uh, interesting fact. So for any of you medical professionals out there, you probably already know this, but there are actually 78 main organs within the human body with five of the organs being considered vital for your survival. Those five organs are actually your heart brain, kidneys, liver, and lungs. So those are the vital organs. I would, <laughs> you know, I mean, those are vital for survi survival, obviously. Um, today's episode is all about the skin, which was not included in there, although it's a pretty important organ nonetheless, and we would probably look super funky without it. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into what the skin is. So the skin is the body's largest organ, which is what I've already stated, um, but basically it is made up of water, protein, fats, and minerals. So the skin along with your hair, nails, oil glands, and sweat glands is part of the, what's known as the integumentary system, which basically the integumentary system just means the body's outer covering. Uh, the skin is divided into three different layers with the top layer being called the epidermis, the middle layer, the dermis, and the bottom layer, the which is also the fatty layer or the uh, hypodermis. So once again, I'm not going to get like super deep into the skin and all the physiology and, you know, anatomy of it really. Uh, what I'm just going to mainly do is just give you a brief overview of it and just kind of make it into a digestible form that once again, you can use for your own, you know, self-practice. So, uh, we're just going to talk a little bit more about the skin and these three different layers. So a brief little overview of the skin is basically its main function is to protect the body from germs and regulate the body's temperature. So those are the two pretty big, um, jobs of the skin, if you'd like to say, uh, you also have nerves in the skin, which help you to feel sensations such as heat, the lack of heat or touch. Um, this is pretty obvious. I, I would think so. Um, but yeah, basically the skin is just a protective layer, um, from the external environment to your internal environment. And yes, it regulates things such as your heat and can allow you to feel things because of the nerves in your skin. Now, to break that down even a little bit further into the different layers of skin, we will start with the epidermis, which is the top layer of your skin. And this is this layer of skin that you actually can see and touch. So this layer is responsible for mainly one thing, and that is to form a protective ba barrier for your body. So the epidermis keeps, once again, like I said, bacteria and germs from entering your body and causing infections. Uh, the epidermis also protects against things like rain, sun, and all the other elements. 
and then something that's really interesting about the skin is that, well, actually specifically with the epidermis here, is that it continuously makes new skin cells and replaces approximately approximately 40,000 old skin cells that your body sheds every single day. So it's replacing 40,000 different skin cells every single day, and you have new skin approximately every 30 days. So for those of you who, you know, I don't know, are worried about the health of your skin, don't worry if you just take care of it. In 30 days, you'll have a brand new batch of skin. <laughs> uh, not exactly, but technically, yes. And Anyways, the epidermis also contains melanin, which is the pig pigment that gives your skin its color. So those who have more melanin are going to have darker skin and are likely to tan quicker as well, as opposed to those with less melanin. So that'll pretty much sum up the epidermis for us. And then moving on to now the middle layer, which is also called the dermis. Uh, this is the portion of the skin that makes up actually 90% of the skin's thickness. So the dermis also contains something called collagen and elastin. I'm sure you've heard of collagen already because it is on pretty much every shelf or every store's shelf at this moment in time. Um, it's gotten very popular, especially with the rise of Bulletproof Coffee, which is basically... Um, a mixture of butter and MCT oils, and then a lot of people like to throw some collagen powder in there. But basically, collagen is a protein that makes up skin cells. Uh, it makes them strong and resilient, while the elastin helps to keep your skin flexible and helps it to um, kind of stretch and come back together. So the dermis is also actually where sweat and oil uh, is produced along with having blood vessels that supply nutrients to the epidermis. So you have kind of this oil and sweat being created in this area along with um, blood being supplied to the outer layer of the skin called the epidermis. And this is also the layer that has nerves which tell you if something is too hot, itchy, or soft. So basically if your hand is over a fire or, you know, if something is annoying your skin, this is the layer in which it would be um, basically sensed and then sent to your brain so that you can understand to do something about it. So then the last layer is the hypodermis. That's hypo with an O at the end, not hyper. Hypodermis or the bottom layer. And this is responsible for cushioning muscles and bones from injuries or falls. And this layer also connects the layers of skin to muscles and bones through connective tissue. So pretty important. This is basically what's holding the skin onto the rest of your body. The hypodermis is also the layer that regulates body temperature as the fat in the hypodermis keeps you from getting too hot or too cold. So a pretty important layer here. And now we will move on to why the skin is important. So now having covered the three different layers and kind of giving a brief little overview of what they do, uh, let's jump into why the skin is actually important. So first off, I want to just hit on the fact that the skin is, the, is very important because it's literally your first line of defense, which I'm kind of reiterating this, but it's truly very important. And basically it is the first line of defense from the outer world as it you know, once I stated it, as I stated earlier, um, it keeps bacteria and viruses from entering into your body and also protects your muscles and internal organs from, you know, the outer elements. So your skin is also uh, responsible for 
absorption and elimination. So uh, things can pass through your skin, even though, like I say, uh, stated earlier, it does protect your, uh, your internal body from the external world. It does allow certain things that are applied onto it to either come in or to leave the body. Your skin is also very important for creating a hormone or vitamin known, at, known as vitamin D3. So what ends up happening is your skin is pretty much like, you know, think of like a plant when it goes through photosynthesis, you know, it's receiving all this sunlight and it's creating energy. Well, your skin is also receiving that sunlight, but what it's doing is it's actually allowing cholesterol from your body to meet with this sunlight that is being absorbed by the skin, which actually turns this cholesterol into vitamin D3, which is very, very important. And, um, Basically, people who have a lot of melanin in their skin, so people who have a darker complexion, uh, they, if they are living in an area that does not receive a lot of sunlight, you know, they definitely should be looking into uh, supplementing with some vitamin D. Uh, it's very important. Actually, it's one of the vitamins or rather a hormone that many of us are actually deficient in. So if you are not taking vitamin D, it's probably a good idea to do so. You can also get some, uh, some blood work done and get tested to see if vitamin D is something that you are lacking. Um, but just as a general rule of thumb, most people actually are lacking vitamin D. So it's probably not a bad idea. Once again, not a medical professional. So be sure to check with one before you do anything uh, regarding, you know, supplements or uh, food changes or anything like that. But nonetheless, it's a very important thing that our skin actually creates, creates on its own. So getting outside and getting some sunlight on your skin is super, super important. It's something that I have uh, everyone do in my elemental seven day health reset. Uh, it's getting outside every single morning and getting that sunlight on your skin and in your eyes. Uh, super good for uh, setting your circadian rhythm. But like I said, it's also great for creating that vitamin D. And so these photoreceptors on your skin, they are not just good for actually creating vitamin D out of the cholesterol, but they are also able to sense if it is daytime or nighttime. So what your skin is doing is it's you know, picking up on the sunlight and it's sending the signal to your brain, letting your brain know that, Hey, it's daytime right now because I'm receiving light on, on this, you know, on me, the skin. Right. And so what that's doing is it's telling your brain to probably most likely, uh, to release some cortisol, which is kind of like your awake hormone and it kind of gets you up and going. Um, and that is one reason why, it's very important to sleep in an extremely dark area. You know, you kind of want to make it almost like a cave. So trying to block out as much artificial light as possible. And yes, that even means those little red glowing lights on your TVs or, you know, little devices. Um, it is best to try to block those because your skin is able to pick up that light and it can mess with your sleep to a degree. So trying to find a very dark area to sleep is extremely important because it will allow your body to, you know, fully sleep and enter into those deep uh, stages of sleep, which is really, really important for your health. So yeah, so the skin is super important. It does so many different things um, just to kind of like reiterate those. So it's your first line of defense. It's able to absorb and eliminate um, things from it. So, you know, if it's, you know, topical stuff that you're putting on, then it's absorbing. And if it's some kind of a toxin, then it's, you know, eliminating. 
It has these photoreceptors so that it is able to create vitamin D by combining with the cholesterol, and it is able to tell your brain if it is daytime or nighttime. And then one more thing which is so, so important about the skin is that it is a reflection of your internal environment. So what do I mean by that? Well, your skin, when you have, you know, like let's say acne or rashes on it, Typically, that is a sign that something is not right within your body and something needs to be changed. So if you're having these, you know, rashes occur, obviously rashes can occur from an external uh, substance or object such as, you know, rubbing against um, like poison ivy or a stinging nettle. Obviously, your skin is going to, you know, kind of rash up. But if it is a rash like eczema or something like that where you've had it for a long time, Typically, that is a sign that something is not going right in your body. So um, it's really interesting to kind of read what's going on with your body from, you know, just the skin and then kind of trying to alter what's going on inside of your body to improve the health of your skin and, uh, you know, heal up those rashes and stuff. But it's really cool that the body does that. You know, it's kind of like sending you a signal like, hey, something's not right. Let's take care of this. And so typically what needs to happen is, you know, you, you probably need to detoxify to some degree or you really need to change up your diet, um, probably a mixture of both of them. But basically, you know, your skin is a, you know, has the ability to detoxify and is also connected to other detoxifying compounds in the body, such as the liver and the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system, for those of you who do not know, is the kind of like the waste system, uh, waste removal system of our cells, okay? And so, like I said, your skin is, you know, detoxifying, and the main way it's detoxifying is pretty much through your sweat, and that's probably a pretty obvious, you know, uh, answer there, but uh, yeah, your body is truly detoxifying through sweat, and you can really notice if someone is detoxifying um, by the smell of their sweat sometimes. So if you think about someone who's, I don't know, had like a super heavy night of drinking, you know, that next day you can almost smell the alcohol just like radiating off of their body because their body is just detoxifying all of those uh, toxins that it was taking in. And so, you know, typically that can be through their sweat or the, the oil, you know, you can kind of get that scent of them detoxifying. And so actually people who have a very clean diet and especially a diet that's high in chlorophyll, which is pretty much just the green component of any plant, um, this is very high in things like chlorella and spirulina, um, any kind of a, you know, a, a green plant basically, um, and what, what chlorophyll is really good at doing is actually detoxifying your blood and, and your body. So uh, people who eat a lot of chlorophyll tend to not, act, tend to not have a super strong scent to them. So uh, actually eating a clean diet is really good for kind of cleaning up your own scent. So you don't have to rely too much on your deodorants and things of that nature. And for those of you who kind of noticed, or if you're on TikTok, there was a huge trend where people were, you know, drinking chlorophyll with water. And that is actually a really great idea um, to do that because it will help detoxify the body and kind of help you to not rely on, you know, deodorants for your body odor as much. Uh, so if you haven't already tried that, definitely do so. You can buy these bottles of chlorophyll and just add some drops in there. Uh, personally, I like to get my chlorophyll in a form where... Uh, you know, it's doing more things than than just chlorophyll on its own. So I like to take things like chlorella or spirulina, which are algaes, and they have, 
you know, tons of protein in them, all nine essential amino acids. Uh, they're really, really great products. And personally, I just rely on my Organifi green juice in the morning. Uh, I drink that probably about three to four times a week. And that has chlorophyll in it uh, through spirulina and chlorella. And it also has wheatgrass juice along with a bunch of other uh, amazing things in it, such as ashwagandha. And they just really help to detoxify the body and to clean it out and get your body working right, basically. Uh, if you want to go ahead and try them out, they will also be in the show notes. Uh, so that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. And for being a listener, you get 20% off of your order anytime you order. Uh, but you have to go through the link in the show notes to get that 20% off. So go ahead and check them out. Um, once again, absolutely love that company. I drink their products all the time. They're delicious. Go ahead and try their red juice as well. Um, super, super tasty. But for the purposes of this, we're just going to stick with the green juice, which also has some coconut water in there. And that is super good for the skin as well. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But anyways, yeah, go ahead and check them out if you'd like. Really, really great stuff there uh, to help detoxify the body. So continuing on with the detoxification process of the skin, as I had stated earlier, your skin can, you know, kind of create these rashes over time if there's something going on in your body. And one thing that can be going on in your body is any issues with your liver. So your liver is an organ that obviously I will be, do, be doing a whole episode on, but to just quickly explain, it is definitely a detoxifying organ. Um, you know, it cleans your blood and it just really does so much for the body. But if you have any congestion or damage to the liver, uh, this will likely show up on your skin because once again, like I said, the liver and the skin and the lymphatic system, they're all kind of connected and the liver definitely, you know, if it's going through any issues, it's going to show up on the skin. So real quickly, uh, if you want, you can do some kind of dandelion root tea or milk thistle. These are both really great for detoxifying the liver. Um, once again, I'll get into more of that in a later episode, but that was just a little a little something for you to have. Also, just wanted to mention that there is an episode by Sean Stevenson where he was covering a lot of this. And honestly, it was just such good information. I had to throw it in here as well. So that whole liver portion was uh, from Sean Stevenson as well. And just really, really good stuff. And moving on to the lymphatic system now. So just to give you an idea how of how important the lymphatic system is, there is four times more lymphatic fluid in your body than you have blood. So it's a pretty important thing. It's, you know, it's actually extremely important. And the movement of your lymphs actually help to eliminate toxins through your skin. So like I said, they're both kind of connected there. And the lymphatic system actually moves when you move. So what I mean by that is when you are exercising, you are actually stimulating your lymphatic system to move and eliminate a lot of those toxins. So for people who are very sedentary and are not moving around very much, their lymphatic system is also not moving around very much and is very stagnant and most likely accumulating a lot of toxins. So it is really, really so important to exercise. I mean, I know I've talked about this many times, but exercise is not just something you do to get looking all sexy and ready for you know that summer bod. This is something that you do on the regular to help detoxify your body. It is literally a detoxification process. So, and then just through the process of working out, you 
you know, get the good looking body as well. But it is so, so important for so many other things. And one of the big ones is detoxification. So for example, if you go ahead and do what's called rebounding or basically just jumping on a trampoline, um, what this does is it helps to really stimulate the lymphatic system and help to eliminate toxins. So uh, actually jumping on the trampoline and just being a big kid is actually very, very helpful for your health and actually really important. So if you have a trampoline in the backyard, go jump on it. Your lymphs are going to thank you for it. And on that note, it also helps to tone muscles and can help get rid of cellulite. So uh, for anyone dealing with those, go get yourself a little trampoline. Not a bad idea. Uh, also, if you eat some citrus fruits, they can help to eliminate waste and ensure the health of your lymphatic system. Uh, a couple of those could be, you know, uh, lemons or grapefruits or oranges, any kind of citrus fruit really is going to help. Um, and that's why a lot of times you'll also see people add the lemon with chlorophyll and water in the morning to kind of help really detoxify the body. And then one more little thing you can do to help, uh, you know, increase detoxification of the lymphatic system is to actually do a thing called dry brushing. So I heard about this while I was in my yoga teacher training and there's a whole process where you are dry brushing the body. And from what I remember, you do dry brushing from the external parts of your body. So like, let's say your hand, and then you do a circular motion of the dry brushing on your hand, moving slowly towards your wrist and then your forearm. And basically what you're doing is you're moving towards the heart. So anytime you're dry brushing, go ahead and move from your external portions of your body towards the heart. So if it's the legs, once again, from the feet up to the shin, to the knee, to the quad, and then up towards the abdomen, and then eventually to the heart. And same thing if you are doing anything on your neck, move down towards the heart. So that would be a little process that you could do to help, you know, activate that lymphatic system, which can be really good in the morning as well, um, because obviously you've been lying down and not moving very much. And now lastly, we have something that is just super important, and I've done so many episodes on this, but it's your digestive system. Your digestive system is obviously very important in terms of your skin health because whatever you are eating is you know, being assimilated into your body, and if you're eating things that promote skin health, you're gonna have good-looking skin, and if you're eating things that are you know, not promoting good skin health, then your skin will show it. So what are these different things that are common factors that cause skin irritation? Well, basically, it's a lot of the foods on the elimination diet, which I've spoken about in previous episodes. It's a diet that I did as well. And actually, I really, really enjoyed this diet. It can help you find if you have any specific trigger foods. But basically, in terms of skin irritation, we will limit the uh, amount of foods that we talk to to just the ones that are known to cause irritation. And the first one is just honestly a thing that we really need to be removing from our diet uh, because we have way too much of it, and that is sugar. So here I'm specifically speaking about added sugar, okay, I'm not talking about sugar and fruits. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are purists and they won't eat any sugar at all, and that means they don't eat any fruit. That's fine if you wanna go that route, but I personally believe there's a lot of great benefits in eating fruit as well. 
So I think it's fine to still eat the fruit, but rather watch out for all of the hidden sugar. And so you might not notice this, but there is sugar in so many different things, especially liquid sugar. So we got to think about like corn syrup, right? High fructose corn syrup. So any drink that you are drinking from a store or from Starbucks or whatever, check how much sugar is in there because you will be surprised how much sugar is in there. It is honestly a ton, a ton, a ton of sugar as well. Um, even look in your spaghetti sauces. There's a lot of sugar in there as well. Um, and yes, this does actually include fruit juices. So eating a whole fruit, fine. Drinking fruit juice, not so good. <laughs> you are, you know, really just getting a ton of sugar. It's obviously probably better than drinking a Coca-Cola, but nonetheless, your a glass of orange juice is about the same amount of sugar as a can of Coca-Cola. So still not that good. <laughs> and basically sugar is just known to cause skin irritations. So it's a low hanging fruit, hard to get away from, but is a good one to start with. So try eliminating sugar. It's not only going to be good for your, your skin, but it's also going to be good for your body. Uh, so I highly recommend trying that one out. Um, and then the next one will be milk. So a lot of people have issues with milk. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, raw goat's milk or something like that, which is probably not that bad for you. Um, they say goat's milk is actually a lot better for you than uh, cow's milk. So it's easier, uh, easier to assimilate by the body. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I'm talking about the typical cow milk that you would buy at a store, which probably has a lot of hormones and uh, different things that you just definitely do not want in there. And it is a known irritant for many people. That is why there is a lot of people who are lactose intolerant. And yeah, it's it also a low hanging fruit. I know it's hard to get rid of, especially cheese. Uh, that seems to be a hard one for many people to get away from, especially myself. You know, there's <laughs> cheese is just delicious. So um, I know that's a tough one to get away from, but milk is definitely also a skin irritant. And then the other really big one is wheat or gluten. Um, basically, if you're if you're eating wheat, I mean, what is wheat? Wheat is broken down. It's a carbohydrate, right? It's broken down into sugar in your body. So once again, we're getting back to the whole sugar thing, which is a skin irritation, but also gluten is a definitely an issue for a lot of people. That's why we have a lot of uh, gluten intolerance or celiac disease um, for you know a lot of people. And basically just gluten is probably doing more harm than it's doing good in your body and is a good idea to remove for your diet, at least for a little bit, and to try and see if it helps out with any skin irritation. So those would be the big three to really watch out for, uh, sugar, milk, and gluten, uh, not just milk, but dairy, and try to eliminate those for at least a month and see if your skin irritation goes away. And that might actually just take care of it right there. Now, if we want to go a little bit deeper, you can actually do the entire elimination diet, which I highly recommend. But if I was going to stick to just the skin irritations, I would also recommend getting rid of uh, really crappy oils like vegetable oil, canola oil, any of those seed oils. Um, just throw them out. Honestly, <laughs> they're doing nothing for you. They're, they're doing more harm for your body than they are doing good. That's for sure. Um, and they might be causing issues with uh, skin irritations. So definitely toss those ones out. Replace it with some 
avocado oil or coconut oil, which are great for cooking with. Um, and then also you can do olive oil, which is amazing. Don't really cook with that one, rather just top your salads and foods with the olive oil um, because it is not a super stable oil to be cooking with, or even use a uh, animal fat oil uh, that's much more stable for cooking with. So think of things like ghee or butter. Um, I would much prefer you to cook with those than to cook with any of the other oils like canola oil. Just honestly, toss that thing out. It is not a good food for you. Uh, and then the last one would be caffeine. Now, caffeine is a hard one for myself to get away from just because I absolutely love coffee and I love yerba mate, which is a type of tea from South America. If you haven't tried it, highly recommend. It's super tasty. Um, however, if you're having skin irritation issues, um, cutting out caffeine for a small amount of time and seeing what happens would be a good idea for sure, especially for people who drink a ton of caffeine. And then one last piece of advice on how to stop skin irritations would be to stop putting things on your body that have a fragrance. So typically if it is just an essential oil in, you know, combined with a carrier oil, so I'm talking like lavender oil with like coconut oil or something like that, very, very basic, um, that's probably going to be fine. But when you go to, you know, like, Bed Bath & Beyond, Victoria's Secret, all these, you know, super heavy smelling um, body lotions and things like that, that is not really good for your skin and is something that you should probably get rid of and move towards something that's at least a little bit cleaner or fragrance free. Um, those can actually also cause some irritation on the skin and would be a good idea to remove for a, you know, period of time and see how your body reacts to it. So that's going to pretty much do it for, you know, what's causing the skin irritation. And now let's move into um, a few different foods and herbs that are actually really good for your skin and can help improve the health of your skin. Okay, first up on the list, and this is a food that if I miss this one while talking about skin, then there's something wrong. If you hear someone who's trying to tell you how to improve your skin and they're giving you all these different foods and they don't include this one then you should be a little weary. And that is aloe vera. Aloe vera is incredible for skin health. Um, and yes, I know it's a little weird to think about putting this slimy stuff into your food, but it is so good for you. And actually adding it to a smoothie is really, really not that noticeable. And it's going to do so much for your skin. Really, really great in hydrating your skin and just boosting the you know, health of your skin so, so much. So highly recommend aloe vera. You can actually find it already um, in a jar where it's a liquid and you can just add it into your smoothies or you can buy the whole leaves of uh, aloe vera at some health food stores or just grow it on your own. Aloe vera is pretty simple to grow and then you just basically take one of those leaves and peel it open and take all the gooey insides and add it to your smoothie or, I mean, you could even just eat it like that if you really wanted to or add it to some water. Uh, the choice is yours, but it is extremely good for your skin. And if you want to improve the health of your skin, I highly recommend adding that to your smoothies or whatever it may be. Now, the next couple ones that I'm going to give you are actually also uh, mentioned in the podcast with Sean Stevenson. Um, and honestly, I could have thrown in a few other ones, but he just hits all the good ones. And so it's, you know, I'm not going to just add in the filler ones. I'm going to give you the ones that are actually going to help you out. 
And so the next one would be coconut oil. And actually not just coconut oil, but coconuts in general, like coconut water, um, super, super good for the skin. Coconut oil is very hydrating. You can actually take coconut oil and add it straight to your skin. Um, or it's really, really great for, you know, retaining moisture and hydrating. Uh, and then also coconut water is super hydrating and really just beneficial for you to be drinking. Uh, it's got a lot of electrolytes in it. Um, just really, really hydrating for your body. So, um, coconut oil, coconut, you know, water, coconut products in general, just highly recommend for the skin health. Uh, the next one would be the Kamu Kamu Berry. So this is a kind of a superfood really. And typically you'll find it in a powder form. And Kamu Kamu Berry is actually one of the most highest, um, how do I say it? Like contents of vitamin C. So it's actually, it might even be the highest level of vitamin C of any known food product out there. So super, super high in vitamin C and really great for the skin as well. So highly recommend finding some Kamu Kamu Berry powder. Um, and then there's also a supplement that you can take called MSM. So this works really well with vitamin C. So pairing it with a Kamu Kamu Berry or a vitamin C supplement would be a great idea. Um, it's also known to be good for your joints and uh, people who have joint pain or arthritis. Uh, this can help with that as well. So then the next two are going to be one that's really pretty obvious, <laughs> but it's nonetheless very, very important, and that is water. Water is super, super important for the health of your skin, and even just one night of, you know, or not one night, but rather a day of being dehydrated will show up the following day. So if you have been out drinking alcohol or you've just been not hydrating properly, whatever it may be, if you wake up the next morning, and I know this is true for myself, I definitely notice fine lines uh, appearing on my face much more. They, they just seem to be deeper and more intense as opposed to if I had really stayed hydrated the, uh, the following day uh, or the previous day then I would not have as much fine lines on the skin, uh, specifically on the face. So definitely drinking water is a great idea. Uh, people will tell you to take your body weight, divide it in half, and that is the amount of ounces you should be drinking. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you would be drinking 100 ounces of water a day. I think it's a little bit of an overkill, especially if you weigh a 200 pounds. Um, unless you are outside in super hot weather working hard, then yes, absolutely drink that and maybe even drink more. If you're sitting at a desk job all day, then guess what? You probably don't need to drink that much water. Um, maybe you just need to drink three glasses a day of maybe 16 ounces of water or maybe a little bit more than that. But nonetheless, kind of go off of the color of your urine. That is always a great indicator. If it is super clear and white and you're peeing every 15 minutes, you could probably be probably back up of, off of the water a little bit there. Um, obviously, if your urine is very dark yellow, then yes, go ahead and include a little more water there. Uh, you're kind of shooting for just a light yellowish color to your pee, and that's pretty much the sweet zone right there. So definitely including some water can help out with the, you know, the overall appearance of your skin. Uh, it's really, really important. And then the last one is colostrum. So colostrum is actually something that is included in a lot of the Alitura natural products, and it is 
so beneficial for your skin. Um, there's a lot of studies that have actually been done on colostrum that show its effectiveness in, you know, improving skin quality and uh, just, you know, giving it more youth. And really, actually, colostrum uh, comes from uh, milk, but specifically milk that is, you know, from a specific time where it's right after the birth of the what would be the calf because we get it typically from cows. And uh, this colostrum is just really so beneficial and potent in, you know, creating basically new life, but it's new life for your skin. So uh, a really potent item to have in your, you know, skin health, basically. And like I said, the best way to do it is to find a product that already has it in there and you can just add it straight to your face. And Alitura has it. Uh, their products are incredible, super, super clean, and they work really, really well. Can't say enough good things about them, honestly. So go check them out um, and find the products that have colostrum in them. I believe their clay mask has it, and I believe their gold serum does as well, but I might be wrong on that one. Anyways, nonetheless, it's all good stuff, and you should definitely check it out. But let's go ahead and run through that list one more time. So we got aloe vera, kamu kamu berry, MSM with vitamin C, coconut oil or coconut products in general, colostrum, and water. Those are going to be the superfoods for your skin right there, and that is going to make sure you are just absolutely glowing in any situation you're in and definitely going to, you know, give you a little upper hand and being the sexy one in the crowd there. You know, the skin is such an important, uh, you know, item in terms of how we look, and uh, it's, it's such an important organ for us to really pay attention to and make sure that it's healthy and doing well and we're paying attention to it. We're noticing if it's looking healthy or not looking healthy because that might mean something is going on in the body and we need to switch things up. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I know I went pretty long on this one. Uh, there's just a lot to talk about and that's that, you know, I cut a lot of things out. So I'm sorry for the time, but I hope you really found a lot of benefit here. And once again, let's just remember uh, to focus on, you know, really eating healthy foods and not eating the things that are going to cause irritation. Let's focus on detoxifying things like our liver, moving, you know, getting the exercise in to help the lymphatic system to detoxify itself and you know, really, like I said, exercise is to detoxify the body. So making sure you are moving, making sure you're eating right, and making sure you're eating the right things are so important for the health of your skin. And when you are glowing on the outside, you're likely glowing on the inside. So make sure you show your, your skin some love and apply some of these techniques to your day-to-day -day life. All right, y'all. Well, this is going to do it for today's episode. I will be you know, continuing on with a few more episodes of the different organs, I will probably be throwing uh, a little episode that's different in between here and there. But nonetheless, you can expect to hear many, many more of these organ masterclass uh, episodes. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this one. Um, I love learning about all this. It really increases my knowledge on it as well. So it's really, really cool stuff. And yeah, that's going to do it for today. So thank you guys for tuning in today to uh, another episode on the Ele Elemental Evan Show. If you don't already know, the motto here is to do everything with good intentions. The reason I say that is just 
because if you do things with good intentions, you'll never be, uh, you know, you'll never regret whatever action it is that you do. So do everything with good intentions, connect to your elements. So important, so, so important to connect to your elements. And that means, you know, getting, getting water, getting sun, doing your breath work and, uh, getting grounded to the, getting grounded to the earth, uh, connecting to the elements. So important for your health. And that's going to do it for today, guys. Remember, if you want, go ahead and try out that challenge. Become very present in each moment. Uh, you know, try to do it three to five times a day if you're able. And just bring your awareness to the current moment in time. Because remember, what's in the past has already happened. And what's in the future? Well, we don't know yet. So <laughs> there's no point in worrying about it. Okay, y'all. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Love you all. Have a great rest of your wellness Wednesday or whatever day it may be that you're listening to this on. And I look forward to having you on on the next episode. Peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional, and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice, and this podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.